This is Off the Red Carpet with George Pinocchio, sponsored by Mercedes-Benz. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Off the Red Carpet. I'm George Pinocchio. I got a little sidetracked for the past few weeks with BTS Army and the podcast we were doing with all those fans who are so loyal to the group, and it let Ant-Man and the Wasp get away from my grasp for a little bit. And then I looked at the numbers and I thought, this is still relevant. People are still talking about it. People are still going to see this movie. It's made more than $300 million worldwide. So we're going to let you listen to some of the interviews I did for the movie with Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, and Hannah John Kamen. We're going to begin with Paul Rudd, who actually plays the Ant-Man. And I always like talking with Paul Rudd because he's not only funny, but he likes what he does. And I think it's apparent in this interview. Question one, this is what I really thought was interesting from a writing perspective. This movie starts on a cliffhanger. Yeah. With a particular character, we're not knowing where she is. I like that. Yeah. It sets up the whole film really easy, really fast. Oh, good, good. I'm glad you felt that. I think that was the intention that we think. Also, it starts with a cliffhanger, but you're really seeing uh, Janet and Hope uh, engage and it really kind of establishes that relationship, yeah. which is going to you need to kind of carry you through the film. Uh, the other thing that I noticed, and a lot of times I'll go into these superhero films, and you really kind of need a PhD to understand everything, right? And but you always get it, you always understand the basic premise. But this movie is much easier to just follow. It has a much simpler premise, which I like as a moviegoer. I always feel like if you get to the point of the story and you keep things simple, uh, you can add in details and everything surrounding it, but you want your trajectory in something like this to be not so convoluted. And, um, and that was obviously important to all of us, particularly in the fact that we are actually dealing with quantum physics. But <laughs> then there's a guy like you who, you know, is known for being funny. And I'm guessing that Peyton would say action and things would come out of your mouth that weren't on a page. Uh, sometimes. Yeah, sure. Uh, but then also would, because we were writing it for such a long time, so I thought, I was, oh, put that in there. Um, but... You know, you can mitigate a lot of that. Talking about quantum, all this science stuff, and you, if you have at least one moment where, you know, you say, you guys, do you just put quantum in front of everything? You say quantum all the time. There were other scenes that didn't make the movie where I'm describing something and I just throw in quantum. <laughs> so when you, when you do that, you can accept the other side of it maybe a little bit easier. Okay, let's talk about the moment that you get to show off your body. Oh, let's. You, let's. I want you to tell me what the couple days leading up to that scene was. N you know, not eating, pumping extra. You know, I think, <laughs> I, look, if I had it, I would, I would, I, I wear as much clothes, as many clothes as I can. I'd say that the, the, everything leading up for a long time and all the stuff that, you know, you know, goes into all of this with all of the workouts and the diets. All, all that's true, and and you and work for a long time. But the day of a that shot, and thankfully it's quick and not too. It's not so gratuitous, but um, I I just remember like, oh, I'm not going to drink a lot of water. That's it. I'm just going to drink a lot of water because uh, I just don't want to feel uh, like I have a lot of water weight. 
In, in real life, I'm, I drink a lot of water, and I've got a lot of – it's water weight in real life. It's you're, all water weight. <laughs> all right, I've got 30 seconds left, and this is a silly question maybe, but I – maybe because I knew him and I really liked him and interviewed him many times, I love the David Cassidy music that you get to have fun with in oh. this movie. Yeah, yeah, that was really – you know what? That was a – as a Peyton really picked a great song for that sequence and uh the partridge family an underrated band actually and david cassidy an underrated singer i mean i i i heard a song the other day it's like this is a great song and and i'd never heard it before some deep cut and i go to the tv because it was on like a music choice and and it was partridge family and uh I could pull out my phone and tell you the title of it because I actually <laughs> saved it on a playlist. <laughs> next up for Paul is the next Avengers movie. And the same can be said for Evangeline Lilly, who is also in that. But in this movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, she is the Wasp. And she, like myself, appreciate the fact that this is a movie that you can easily understand. Sometimes you go to these movies that are superhero movies and you feel like, oh my gosh, you have to ask the 12-year-old next to me to explain everything because they're so complicated. I love that this has what I would consider for a Marvel movie a nice, simple, easy-to-follow storyline. Well, first of all, that's exciting and fantastic because when we first started filming the movie, one of the hardest things was making sure it was simple and easy to follow because there's a lot of moving pieces and there's a lot of characters to follow and keep up with. And to keep up with them all in a meaningful way, you have to keep it simple. But that's also the mark of our brand, and that's something that we pride ourselves in doing is is taking a superhero story and making it small, pun intended, relatable, <laughs> and um, it's it's and, and emotional. You know, based in real life emotions in family. And um, so, thank you. I'm glad that we we managed to do that again. Yes, you did. Your life keeps changing, and when you do a film like this, and people, you get new fans instantly. But I was hearing you, I don't know, on what talk show the other day, and it really, now that you become a mother, everything changes, doesn't it, when your kids are old enough to understand things? Yeah, I I found that once I had my first child, even when he was a baby and didn't understand anything, I was so utterly taken by the experience of motherhood that it became such a priority. Anything professional seemed relatively irrelevant. It just didn't seem that important anymore. And so um, it gave me a great freedom to actually enjoy acting more because I just didn't take it as seriously. I didn't, I didn't worry about it as much because really what was important was what was at home. See? I like that um, you and Paul Rudd and you and Michael Douglas, there is a sense of humor that, that stayed intact for this sequel. And as a moviegoer, I want to in these movies, I want to laugh out loud, and I did. But for someone like you who often has done a lot of things that are dramatic, and you're dramatic in this movie, you still get your moments to, like, get the audience to I giggle. Really, I really begged for those. I was like, <laughs> listen, guys, I don't want to be the heavy in the movie. I'm the girl. I'm the woman. I'm the female. So, you know, let's not portray the scolding mother. That's been done. Let's have someone who resembles a modern woman who can roll with the punches and laugh and give it as good as she gets it. And um, I was so sad. That was probably the thing I was the most satisfied by when watching the movie last night was to see that they really heard me and that that was a priority for them and that they made that happen. Wow. Nice. 
Michael Douglas told me he also loves doing comedy, but of course over the past 40 or 50 years, he's mainly been known for his dramatic roles. But he likes being a part of Ant-Man and the Wasp. It has certainly earned him an entirely new audience of younger folks who will probably discover his older movies as they age themselves. But why don't we kick this interview off with a little talk about all that movie magic we see on screen. I love movie technology because when it comes to this reverse aging, I don't know how they do it, but you look like you're back on the streets of San Francisco. It's cool, isn't it? I know. I'm starting a whole new, I'm just going to redo my whole career all, all over again. <laughs> no, when I found out Michelle Pfeiffer was my, my wife, and I, as much as I've always wanted to, to work with her, and then to find out that both Michelle and I would be reverted to 40 years younger, and I, I kind of pictured that. I go, this is this is this is this is fantastic. But you both look great. I think. Thank you. I wrote down one thing about um, dad advice because here you're a father in this in this film, and you are very gentle with your ways of speaking. But no matter how old your kids are, there's always advice from dad. So is your dad still giving you advice, either personal or career-wise? Well, he, he um, yeah, he, 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 he's always concerned and would like to know, are you, are, you, are you working out? Are you still working out? And when I look at him, um, I'm out here in California now, actually staying with him is a good chance to catch up. He's going to be 102 in uh, December, um, and I'm not working out as much as I should be. <laughs> it's okay. You look good. Uh, the fans of these sh- these movies are, at first I thought it was all young until you go to the movies and you see the wide-ranging demo, but in your career, you are now picking up fan, younger fans the older you get. Tell me what that is like. Oh, it's... it's I've had now more than once, you know, talking to somebody and feeling somebody tug- tugging on my, my jacket, you know, and, and I'm looking down, and there's there's a five-year-old kid looking at me going, Hank Pym? Hank Pym? You know? <laughs> and I say, oh, you know, it's just, it's, it's you know, they, they, they love these movies, and, you know, you never anticipate it. Um, you know, my career, the large part, has been pretty um, R and uh, R and PG thirteen rated uh, pictures. So to be in something which is so family orientated is is really a treat. I must say, I, I'm I'm really enjoying it, and the universality of it. You know, in, in a time in our in our planet where everything seems to be so divisive, to have a picture that worldwide, an audience worldwide, no matter what language you speak. Uh, or your culture and background all kind of, you know, are unified behind it is, is a wonderful feeling and a happy career to be in. And there is a moment in this movie where you really become a bona fide superhero. Right. Well, an aging bona fide superhero. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with holding that Nothing, title? That's true. <laughs> I don't think anything at all. No. The other thing you get to do here before I run out of time is, yeah, I'm so used to seeing you in dramatic roles, and right. I think I first interviewed you, I was looking outside in 1992, so it's been a long time, but a lot of times for drama, and you get lines here where you get to be funny. I know, I love it. I love hu- humor. Uh, it's true, but we, we don't appreciate it enough. That's why Paul, Paul Rudd uh, gets the nod from me. He's just a, a brilliant actor, an excellent comedian, 
um, and uh, a great team leader. He really set the standard and the tone for Ant-Man and the Wasp, and uh, I'll follow him anywhere. And the final person we're going to talk to today is Hannah John Kamen. I met her first earlier this year when she was one of the stars of Ready Player One. I loved talking with her then, and I certainly loved talking with her again. I feel sometimes a little bad for you because every time you take a role, it seems like it is physically draining. And here's another example. <laughs> yes. Um, I, yeah, that's what I say to my agents. As long as it's physically draining, I'll do it. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun. This character is so fun to have, you know, got hold of and just played and, and played around with and had that freedom to kind of, you know, figure out who she is. Um, and yeah, it's a physical role. And there's, I mean, I think with Marvel, yeah, yeah, it's all kind of a physical affair, isn't it? Um, but that was the fun part. I'm sure I would have that broken was... something if I was playing the role you play. <laughs> it just does not look easy. It's... It's, I mean, it is fun. It's challenging, but it's fun. I mean, what I love, I love doing my own stunts and I love to create the physical, you know, aspect of the character and bring that, because that's just as important to me as, as, you know, internally what she is and who she is and, and you know, especially with her powers, what she, you know, what she can do. The physicality when it comes to fights, it really helps. And I would train in my suit as well to really see how 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 it feels and what I'm restricted to do or what I can do and well uh I want you to tell me some bit of movie like we're seeing all this and it looks so seamless on screen <laughs> but were there times where they just made you do this or stand or stay still or I don't know how they did your character I think I there's the way it's filmed is I had the absolute you know, the stage, I, I had the freedom to, you know, do the scene, do the fight, and the rest of it comes later. Okay. You know, that was that was great. That was great to do as an actor, not kind of go, okay, now stop, and then do this and do that. It, it was actually like, you know, I can just, I can play the scene. That's wow. great. Um, so that was, that was amazing, and it's always amazing to watch the film back and go, oh, wow. What, That's what they did. What I liked, really, is that, and I don't want to give anything away for people who are going to see the film, but they give you a very interesting character arc. And it must be satisfying as an actress to get to a certain point in the script and say, oh. Mm-hmm, always. I mean, yeah, it's an honor to be, I mean, even part of this universe and and also to kind of come in this universe with such a mystique, mysterious role and with depth as well. And I always like to say with the antagonist of a movie, you know, there's 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 always a reason. You know, you you kind of have to play it like you're the good guy, and everyone else is is the bad guy. And what I'm doing is right. What I'm doing, I'm trying to do. You know, I'm trying to do for myself or for others. Or it's always, you know, it's always like a desperate, you know, high stakes. So you have these last two films you've done. These last two films that you've done have been very high profile, and full of a lot of energy and action and drama. Is there a tearjerker in you? Are you looking for a script where you just get to sit at a kitchen table and have a cup of coffee and cry? 
I think, you know, yeah, I think, you know, in, in my career, yeah, maybe, maybe, who knows, maybe my next move is to just kind of play a character where um, I go to bed and have a cup of tea and relax. <laughs> but then I think there'll be a spark in me going, oh, but I kind of want to just jump up and fight people. <laughs> it's, this is my last question, but how wonderful, though, to be as young as you are and to have people realize that you really know what it means to bring power to the screen. And Absolutely. so I think that can be translated in many different ways as your career goes on, right? Absolutely. I think, you know, I think it should be, you know, looked upon as something that isn't impossible, you know. And I think if there's anybody out there that is kind of, you know, looking up in, in terms of kind of female, looking up to female roles and, and strong female roles and strong, diverse female roles, I think that, I mean, you know, yeah, it's not impossible. You can, you can go out there and kick ass in your own way. All right, you know, all this summer movie fun isn't over yet. Still to come, well, there's Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, that's in theaters now. Plus, Mission Impossible Fallout, the latest adventure from Tom Cruise. And Disney's coming around the corner again, this time with Christopher Robin. I'll see you soon on another edition of Off the Red Carpet. Thanks for listening to this one. I'm George Pinocchio.